0: Turn with me to 1 Samuel chapter 22, verse 1. When I was in the military, um, God had begun to deal with my heart about going to school to be a pastor, and so uh, Sherry and I had been uh, looking around uh, Dallas for an apartment, and We came across this one that we thought might meet our needs, but I hadn't yet gotten approved to get out of the military. And I had been trying to go through that process, but we just felt like God was leading us to go ahead and put that money down uh, to reserve that apartment. And so we did that Saturday. And the next Monday, I got a call that uh, my separation papers had gone through and I was going to be able to get out. Um, And then the next day, Uh, had a call uh, from a church about serving as their music and youth pastor and so God just began to open those doors for us but he required of us to take a step of faith when we didn't know what the future held and those times uh, when God requires of us to take that step of faith uh, are times of opportunity but sometimes there are also times of of being fearful because you don't know what is going to come next. And uh, I think we need to follow Christ in those times where God calls us to trust Him. Because if we are to move forward in our Christian lives, and we're to accomplish the things God wants us to accomplish, sometimes He's going to take us out of our comfort zone and challenge us to trust Him. Uh, David had gone through an incredible ordeal. Uh, the king had tried to, to kill him a number of times. And finally, he gets some advice from his friend Jonathan. Jonathan says, get as far away as you can. My father is going to kill you. So David flees, and he goes to Ahimelech the priest. And he says, Ahimelech, uh, I'm on a mission from Saul. Now, you know when you're lying to cover up what you're doing, you're in a bad place. Uh, He had told Jonathan, he said, nothing but a shadow stands between me and death. So David's faith is kind of shaken, And he's gone to Himelech. Now he's lying about what he's doing. And Himelech gives him some bread. Gives him the sword of Goliath the Philistine that he had, he had gotten uh, as a spoil of battle. Then he goes to hide out among the Philistines. And there's a king named Achish there. He goes to King Achish. And they say, oh, this is the David. They're saying David has slain his tens of thousands. Saul's only slain his thousands. And David became very afraid. And so he begins to act like he's crazy. He lets the drool come down on his beard. And uh, he begins to dig into the the wood and so forth at the gate. And people say, man, this guy has gone crazy. And they bring him before Achish. And Achish says, don't I have enough crazy people in my kingdom without you bringing me another one? And so they send David away. But David uh, is just going through this dark time of life. And so finally he goes and he finds his family. He goes to this, uh, the cave of Adullam, and he finds uh, uh, his family there. Uh, they've come to meet him, and he decides to go to Moab to hide out. So he goes to Moab, and he is staying in this fortress at Mizpah of Moab. And the prophet Gad comes to him and says, You need to, to, to stay out of the get out of this stronghold, and go back to the land of Judah. How would you feel? If God told you to do such a thing, go back to the country where they're trying to kill you, David. That's God's will for your life. David knew it was. He'd probably read in the book of Deuteronomy about Israel not going down to Egypt for help. Uh, he was to trust in the Lord. But uh, David obeys and he goes back, and and God cares for him there. But it's this challenge from Gad that I want to talk to you about today because. I believe in this challenge from Gad and David's response, we can see some important things about faith in our lives. Um, We need to respond to God's word above everything else in our lives. His word needs to be the first thing. And so um, the title of my message is Called to Faith. And look with me at verse 1 of 1 Samuel 22. So David left Gath and he took refuge in the cave of Adullam. When David's brothers and his whole father's family heard, they went down and joined him there. In addition, every man who was desperate, in debt, or discontented rallied around him, and he became their leader. About 400 men were with him. From there, David went to Mizpah of Moab, where he said to the king of Moab, Please let my father and mother stay with you until I know what God will do for me. So he left them in the care of the king of Moab, and they stayed with him the whole time David was in the stronghold. Then the prophet Gad said to David, don't stay in the stronghold, leave and return to the land of Judah. So David left and went to the forest of Hereth. Saul heard that David and his men had been discovered. At that time Saul was in Gibeah, sitting under the tamarisk tree at the high place. His spear was in his hand. And all his servants were standing around him. Called to faith. How does God call us to a step of faith? Well, the first thing he calls us to is to choose his word. To choose his word. In verse 5 it says, The prophet Gad said to David. He had a message to David from God. The scripture is God's message to us. Sometimes God may speak through the counsel of people. Sometimes God may speak through the guidance of His Holy Spirit. The Word of God is our first priority, and the Spirit of God won't contradict the Word of God. And then the Spirit of God, we're to listen to Him as well. But God, in this case, spoke to another individual. Have you ever had a person who spoke to you in such a way that it was powerful, and you knew that God was using them to maybe encourage your life or to to provide some guidance for your life or wisdom uh, for your circumstance, and it really ministered to your heart. Well, that's what God is doing. And David has a choice. Will I listen to the word of God or will I continue to trust in my own way? Jonathan had given David advice, get as far away as you can. In this case, Jonathan's advice goes against what God desires for David's life. Gad comes with a word from God. And David has a choice. Listen, there's all kinds of people in this world that want to give advice. The world wants to give us advice about our families. But God has given us truth in his word. I I still believe that husbands ought to love their wives like Christ loved the church. Wives ought to submit to their husbands and children ought to obey their parents. I believe that... uh, Families should should honor God and and put God first. That's what the Bible teaches. But people oftentimes want to listen to what the world says instead of what God says. In the same way, people get advice about how to raise their kids. Don't spank your kids. That's what the world says. God says, spank your kids. (laughs) You'll drive foolishness from them. Now you need to don't hurt them, but you know, do it in such a way. Uh, that God has made a good place on their posterior that has extra cushion uh, that, uh, if done in the right way, uh, can be a deterrent and can help them begin to have self-discipline in their life. God has given us wisdom from His Word. Will we listen to God or will we listen to the world? We have to make that choice, don't we? Uh, God has given us morality in His Word. It's based on His very character and His very... Uh, attributes and we have a choice will we follow what God says God says all sex outside the marriage between a man and a woman is sin the world says do what you want if it feels good do it will we listen to God and follow his will for our lives or will we listen to the world and follow its way it's a choice we've got to make but God calls us to make a choice of faith You have a choice. Am I going to put God first in my life? Or am I going to put other things first in my life and let God fall somewhere else down the the categories of priorities in my life? So David is being challenged with the Word of God. Listen, when you come to God's Word, whether it's in your quiet time or in a Sunday school class or a, a discipleship training, whatever it is, and you come to the Word of God and God confronts you with something, make sure you take that seriously. Make sure you listen to the Word of God, because when God speaks to your heart, it is a call to faith. Will I go my own way, or will I trust God? And you know what the Bible says? No one will be ashamed who puts their trust in Him. I want to tell you something. If you serve Christ, there will be trouble that you have in your life. You'll have difficulty. You'll have persecution if you're godly. But can I tell you something? If you honor God, he will honor you. When you decide to step out in faith and trust the Lord, he'll take care of you and he'll work in your life. David listened to the word of God. And because he did, God cared for him at every stage of his life. Isn't it amazing? Saul's trying to kill one man and he can't do it. David Killed all these Philistines in order to marry the daughter of Saul. And God had blessed him with that ability. I want to tell you something. When God is with you, it's a majority. He's able to take care of you. He's able to to carry you through the trials of your life. Ask Daniel. Daniel uh, was taken captive as a teenager to Babylon. And he purposed in his heart... God has said, I am, as a Jewish person, am to eat this certain kind of food, and I'm not going to defile myself by sinning against God. And so he appealed to the man who was over him, and the Bible says that the man let, let him eat vegetables instead. Now, you know that's, that's somebody who's trusting God because a kid ever volunteering to eat vegetables is pretty remarkable. But uh, Daniel did, and the Bible says that God blessed Daniel, and Daniel and Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego who were his companions from Judah, who also didn't defile themselves, were stronger and healthier than all the rest. God took care of them. They honored God. God honored them. I love what Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were told to bow to the statue of Nebuchadnezzar, and they said, we will not bow. Nebuchadnezzar says, I'm going to throw you in this furnace. You're going to be burned to death if you don't bow to me and bow to my statue. They said, well, Our God is able to deliver us. Whether he delivers us or not, we know he's able. But whether he does or not, we will not bow. Nebuchadnezzar told his guard to throw them into the fiery furnace. And the guard gets killed throwing them in. But Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, their bonds are burned off their wrist. But they're not burned up. And Nebuchadnezzar looks in there and he says, whoa, I see a fourth man. He looks like a son of the gods. Jesus was in the fire with him. When you have a call to faith and you hear the word of God and you respond in obedience, God will be with you. If you're persecuting, God will be with you. Stephen was speaking the word of truth. Made the the congregation so mad. I've had people walk out before. But I have never had people gnash their teeth at me. Stephen received a gnashing of teeth. buddy. They They were so mad. They were grinding their teeth in anger. And they rushed Stephen. And they pulled him out. And they began to stone him. And Stephen, the Bible says, his face was shining like an angel. He had joy in the midst of it all. And he looked up. And he says, I see Jesus standing at the right hand of the Father. He knew that Jesus was with him. I I want to tell you, nothing can come to your life outside of God's permission. If God allows it, he allows it for a purpose. But I want you to know something. Stephen was blessed. Hebrews says that those who suffer for Christ receive a greater reward. So I'll take the eternal reward. Trust God. Be obedient to the the word of God when he calls you to faith. So how does God call us to a step of faith? First of all, he calls us to choose his word. Secondly, he calls us to choose his direction. Choosing his direction over personal security. Look at what he says here in verse 5. The prophet Gad said to David, don't stay in the stronghold. Leave and return to the land of Judah. David felt secure, I'm sure. His his great-grandmother, Ruth, was a Moabitess. So he had Moabite blood running through his veins in a certain degree. But not only that, he's been accepted by the king of Moab. He's going to protect his family. And he's in this stronghold. He's secure. Saul can't get to him there. And God says, Leave your place of security. Go back to the land of Judah. David has been called to follow God's direction. You and I need to choose God's direction for our lives, even when it's uncomfortable and it takes us out of our comfort zone. Sometimes God may guide us not to a place of security and a feeling of well-being, but to a place of danger for his name. That's not what they'll tell you on the health-wealth programs, but it's the truth. That's what God did. But, But here's the thing. David had a choice. Will I stay in the stronghold and not fulfill God's purpose for my life, or will I leave the stronghold and launch out into the adventure of what God has for me? David chose to leave the stronghold. And because he did, he became the perfect picture of Jesus Christ, who, be, who though he was king, suffered unjustly at the hands of another, offered himself up willingly in our place. Aren't you glad that Jesus wasn't concerned about being comfortable and secure? Jesus said I will I'm setting my face toward the cross. He sweat great sweat drops of blood in the garden because Jesus knew what lay before him, but Jesus obeyed. And because Jesus obeyed, you and I can be forgiven and have eternal life. Jesus died for our sin and rose again. God calls us sometimes to step out of the stronghold, to step out of the place of security. And, and direction, direction may be geographical for us sometimes. God told Abraham, go, to, go away from Earl of the Chaldees to a land that I will show you. It may be a geographical move. But it may also be a move into an area of service that you've never done before. And you're intimidated by it. Well, Lord, I, you remember when Jeremiah was called to be a prophet? He said, Lord, I'm just a, I'm just a youth. I don't know how to speak. God said, I'll give you the words to say. Moses said, I I have a speech impediment, God. Who am I to go speak to Pharaoh? God said, did not I make man's mouth? God, as you step out in faith, isn't it interesting? God had to comfort Moses with the promise of sending Aaron with him. But then you find out Moses ends up doing the talking later on. (laughs) He fulfills the purpose of God. I want you to know something. When you step out in faith and you obey God and you follow his direction in your life, sometimes it may be scary. Sometimes it may even be dangerous. But you will make a difference for the kingdom of God and you'll fulfill God's purposes for your life. God has called us not to be comfortable and safe, but to be obedient. And as we trust him, God will take care care of us and we're indestructible until God's purpose is finished with us. Do you believe that? Isaiah made a whole lot of people mad. People wanted to kill him. Jeremiah made a whole lot of people mad. People wanted to kill him. Ezekiel made a whole lot of people mad. I, I always used to crack up when I read the first part of Jeru- uh, of Ezekiel because when God was calling him to be a prophet, he said, "Don't look at their faces." When you see their faces, it's not going to be encouraging, Ezekiel. But you still speak to them the word of God. They're not going to listen to you, but you speak speak it to them anyway. God took care of these prophets while he had a purpose for their lives. And then he he took them to be with him. I want you to know something. God will take care of you. Jesus walked through a crowd of people. You remember they were trying to throw him off a cliff? He walked through the crowd of people. How did he do that? Not too many people can escape a mob that's got them up to the edge of a cliff. It was supernatural. God hid David in the caves and in the places in Judah over and over and over again. Saul could not find him. Why? Because God's hand was with him. He followed God's direction in his life and he began to fulfill the purpose. God had for his life. So, called to faith. How does God call us to a step of faith? First of all, he calls us to choose his word. Secondly, he calls us to choose his direction. And thirdly, he calls us to choose his protection. Choose his protection. Look at verse 6. Saul heard that David and his men had been discovered. It didn't take long for the king to hear they were back in Judah. At that time, Saul was in Gibeah, sitting under the tamarisk tree at the high place. His spear, Was in his hand. This is meant to be uh, an emphasis here. What had Saul done with that spear? He'd hurled it at David twice, he'd hurled it at his own son, Jonathan, when Jonathan was defending David once. David's now back in the land, and Saul's got his spear handy and ready to take him out. But he never does. Can I tell you something? You need to choose God's protection in your life. Make up your mind that you're not going to put your faith in your own resources or in the resources or protection of somebody else. By the way, ultimately our protection is not found in Washington, D.C. It's found with Jesus. We're in his hand. But David was, was called to trust in God and And what what he found was that God was able to protect him, whatever he would face. God is able to protect us. God is able to take a situation that is completely impossible and turn it around. Jesus called Peter to step out to him on the water, right? The winds, the waves, the storms were all around them. I don't think I'd want to be in the boat, much less getting out of the boat to walk on the water. But Jesus called him to come. Peter steps out in faith. He takes a few steps, which is better than any of the rest of us have done. Walking on water. Then he takes his eyes off of Jesus, and he begins to sink. And he says, help, Lord. What did Jesus do? He picked him up. I want to tell you something. When you choose god's protection in your life you choose to trust him when you falter he will be there to pick you up uh, when you are, are, are when you have an enemy that hates you as each and every christian does he'll be able to protect you did you know the bible says that satan is like a roaring lion going around seeking whom he may devour that he hates us with a hatred that is so evil That he is looking for anybody that he can destroy. If you are serving Christ, Satan wants to destroy you. If you're a child of God and you're not serving Christ, he wants to destroy you. He especially wants to destroy those who are serving him. Those who are trying to listen to God's word and follow God's direction. Those who are trusting in God's protection. He wants to destroy them. But guess what? Greater is he who is in us than he that is in the world. I like what Martin Luther wrote about Satan. He said, His craft and power are great and armed with cruel hate. None else on earth is his equal. Were we in our own strength to confide, our striving would be losing. If not, were the right man on our side, the man of God's own choosing. In other words, Jesus is on our side. It doesn't matter if the devil wants to destroy us. As we are walking in faith in him and we are trusting in his protection in our life, the spears and the arrows of the devil may fly, but Jesus can block everyone. Can I tell you there's no enemy on this planet, there's no enemy in the, in the depths of hell that can stand against a child of God who is walking by faith. You know what Paul said? Take up the shield of faith wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. There's not one that can get by the shield of faith in Jesus Christ. When you're called to faith, choose God's protection. Um, That comes to play when you share Christ, doesn't it? There's a certain amount of risk that you have when you share Christ most people are polite you know we, we've gone out and, and done this in the community most people are polite uh, some people aren't some people are rude David and I went in and we visited this man's home um, uh, this past spring and uh, at, we had gone back to it, we'd gone back because it had a night he's a, he's a, a night worker and a day sleeper said please do not ring the doorbell but We'd gone up to his house. So anyway, David was going to leave a track on the door, and, and uh, he'd come back and, and so forth. And I was already in the car. Well, this man comes out, and he says, uh, Can I help you? And I said, "I said, uh, I said well, David says, Well, we're from South Clinton Baptist Church. I'm in the car. We're from South Clinton Baptist Church, and uh, we just were, were uh, here wanting to talk with you, but we saw your sign, so we were just going to leave something for you. He said, well, you can get back in your car and get out of this driveway. I don't believe in organized religion. And so we got back in the car and we went out of the driveway. <laughs> and we left, we left. And we were kind of la- we laughing. I probably shouldn't have laughed, but we did pray for him. Uh, most people don't treat you that way, but there is a risk that you have when you share Christ with somebody. But can I tell you something? If you trust in, in Christ's protection, as you share, uh, and trust that God will honor you when you honor Him, and you take that step of faith, what I've found, regardless of the person's response, is that God blesses me. And... Um, if you're serving God and you take those steps of service, God blesses you through the service. I, I remember um, we had a lady uh, who had all these health problems, and I I had, I had been uh, just uh, kind of overwhelmed by all the things that she had to deal with. And uh, I went to see her to minister to her, and she ministered to me. And she told me about how God was using her situation. I, I, I want to tell you, God has this way, when you step out to honor Him, when you follow His direction, when you trust in His protection, and you say, and I, I remember saying, Lord, I don't even know what to say, but I felt like I was to do it, and God used her to bless me. Isn't it ironic how oftentimes when we step out to help somebody else, God helps us? trust in God's protection in your life. Don't live your life in the security of your own making. Step out of the stronghold. Go back into the land of Judah. Go back into the place of danger and, and and speak for God and stand for God and make a difference. Listen, everybody else in this world is speaking out about their viewpoints and Christians are told to shut up and be quiet. But I want to tell you something, we better not do that. We serve a kingdom the kingdom of God. And we've been given a mission and a calling to share Christ with people. To invite people to church to make a difference in this, this world and in in this nation. If there's a hope for the United States of America, I don't believe the hope is going to be found in Washington. I believe it's going to be found in the churches of America. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven. And forgive their sin and heal their land. We need healing as a land. We need God to be at work through our lives. We're called to faith. How does he call us to faith? He calls us to choose his word. Choose his direction. And choose his protection. Will you step out in faith. And launch out into the deep. Let's pray. Father thank you for your word. Lord, we're challenged because oftentimes, Lord, as we think about what you call us to do, we're fearful, we fear, feel inadequate. Um, and and God, sometimes we just want to stay in the security of where we are. But God, I pray that we will be willing to launch out into the deep, that we will be willing uh, to take risks for you to step out in obedience, to trust you. And we will rely on you that as we honor you, you'll honor us. And Father, if there's somebody here today that hasn't trusted Jesus Christ as their Savior, I pray that even today, God, that uh, they would make the decision uh, to surrender their hearts in faith to Jesus Christ, to follow him, to receive the gift of eternal life that Jesus bought and paid for.